years. Plus, these new plans will cover pre-existing conditions if you choose that option. You could save 50 to 70% off what you currently pay. Call now to get your free rate quote at 800-375-1169. That's 800-375-1169. Enjoy the freedom to choose from over 800,000 providers. Find out more at newplanoptions.com or call for a fast free quote at 800-375-1169. That's 800-375-1169. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Uh, if you'd like to join us here on the air, easy enough to do. Just give us a call or send a text at the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in on this program at 608 785 one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you could send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizm dot com. Facebook Live right now, as a matter of fact, and you could check out what we're doing here in the studio, which is just thrilling as usual. No doubt about it. We got all kinds of thrill going on here. Just your not only your upper level thrills, but your lower level thrills. Got uh, mediocre thrills, all the thrills, just inside the studio. Just never know what's going to happen. I might move this pen from here to, well, back there. Ha <laughs> ha, and you would have missed it if you weren't watching. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line once again. In the studio here with Rick Solom. If you'd like to join us here on the air, please feel free to do that. It is the uh, big drawing for the uh, Mega Millions, all the lottery business going on out there. Um, unbeknownst to me, until this very afternoon, my wife actually purchased two lottery tickets. Yes, she did, yeah. So, um, I am desperately hoping that because she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna look, she's gonna see if you know there's that one in three hundred two point five million chance that somehow her numbers are the ones. I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that that is not the case, because as I mentioned before, that will ruin your life, and my life doesn't need any more ruining than it already has. So I don't know. I I, I toyed with the idea of just tearing up the lottery tickets right now. Um. Just as a, I just, oh, honey, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, but that would be unethical because I'd be lying. Um, so I couldn't really, th- I couldn't figure out what to do. So I just, all I can do is hope at this point. All I can do is hope and pray that uh, somehow I don't win the lottery, uh, which is probably, I don't know, we'll see. You know? <laughs> Oof, man. Oof. Darkness. That's all I can say. You know, because what, I don't even want to think about the potential consequences of winning the lottery just seems so awful and terrible and you know the possibility of never having to work with rick solo again is just killing me the uh the buying into the hype when it hits like whatever it used to be like 500 million dollars now it's a 1.6 billion yeah but that's it's funny right like oh now that it's a billion dollars yeah we're good i want to win it but 500 million yeah it's funny because yeah there really is there's the very few lines that occur outside of the uh other um at the quick trip counter when it's uh 20 million dollars but you know as soon as you get into that one one billion dollar range the odds are always the same right one in three some 300 million so yeah at at one million or 10 million or i mean i don't I don't think your life changes all that much between ten million and and one billion, right? Like it's, I, you know, it, I mean, there's a remarkable change, but it, it's just mostly negative. 
Like what you because you would then you have to think because you have to hire a staff. You're just going to have more cars. No, you ha- you have to hire people. You got to get people. So you got you have people that open your mail. You got but then you got to worry about what those people are doing, and then you you got all these all these entanglements, all these different things. Uh, it's kind of well, and then you have to buy an island, and then you got to have people that at the island, and then you need a PO box. You got to have a PO box. Is someone go get your mail because you don't want to always go get well, it? Well, like George Soros, somebody had somebody got his mail and it had a bomb inside of it. George Soros got what had a got a bomb delivered in the mail. This is why you and then one of his employees opened it. That's why you have employees. So when you are George Soros, well, this and, is why you live on an island too. Because yeah, I think he lives in New York or something. Right, and I don't know about the mail delivery in islands. So, so you got to worry about that, and then you got to worry about you know. Having your own airplane and taking care of uh, you got to have people that you hire people to worry about people that are worrying about things that are you that you own. It's just it's so complicated. Why would you want to complicate your life in that kind of way? It's not if you buy the island and then just seclude yourself, or if you just win the lottery when you just only play it so you max out at three million dollars. That way, that is your life nest egg, and then you don't have to worry about those things because that is just a normal, well earning somebody. Somebody, Only play the lottery until it, it hits three million. Three million dollars, and then don't Max play. Out, after don't that. play after that. Only play because <laughs> you don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk because you're just a schlub at that I, point. Five million. Five million. Five million. Five million. Okay, we'll go five million. Nobody cares that you own five million dollars. Yeah, five million. That's just that's just a guy down the street. That's you know what the guy who was the guy. There was a guy that was that worked in um, in uh, he was a Milwaukee. Uh, what did he do? He did something in Milwaukee. Not a teacher, but like a garbage collector. So I don't know. Anyway, he was a home inspector. I think he was a home inspector. He had he had squirreled away like two point six million dollars or something along those lines. Although if you did have the billion, if you did what one point six billion, you could you, buy you an NBA it. team. Don't want it. NBA team? Eh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. It wouldn't be worth. I mean, then you got to worry about the NBA team. Look what Mark Cuban has gone through. Yeah, the guy's got a lot of money, but all of a sudden he's got all these. Sexual harassment allegations going on and all sorts of stuff. It's just not worth it. You just don't want to. And this is what this is the thing is that now, now what's going to happen is that because my wife bought this lottery ticket, now I'm going to be stressed about this all night. I don't know what time is the drawing. Do you even know what time the drawing is? I hope not. I hope I, I go to bed because I'm going to be worried about it. Oh, boy. Ugh. It's just problems. All this is problems. So I, I don't know. And she's kind of, oh, my lottery ticket. Oh, dude. I don't know what to do. I mean, my my wife's a lovely person. What's that? Well, what team would you buy? I mean, in sports, not just NBA, but like in, you can't buy the Packers. No, see, that's, mm. I mean, the Seahawks for sale, obviously. I don't think you can buy, can you? You'd, you wouldn't be able to buy the Seahawks. You can't so. buy an NFL franchise for a billion dollars. No, you can't. Mm. And you probably need some seed money, right? Like after the fact. So I'm saying, you, so you can't, you probably can't buy an NFL team. Um, You can't, the Clippers sold for... A billion, yeah, there were a billion, yeah. But so. you could buy like a lowly, like the the what the Bucks sell for. Man, I can't remember. I think that that was like a half billion dollars. Yeah, five hundred million. Yeah. It would be nice to own the Bucks. That'd be, be fun. fun. I'd move them to Seattle. I'd move them. Would you? Oh yeah, yeah. To, to Milwaukee versus Seattle? Are you crazy? Hmm. The cost of living is super high there, and then the income, uh, the the sales tax, sales tax, super high there. It's like ten percent. It's ridiculous. But I'm a I'm a billionaire. But you, I mean, you, you still have to buy I'm coffee. A half a billionaire. Like no. you go to a coffee shop, it's still ten, you know, ten percent sales tax as opposed to. I know, but to the island is going to be so much closer. Like it's right in the ocean. To Seattle, you're going to go live on the island off of Seattle. I think so. Well, uh, maybe I don't Canada? think it's good. I think it's is a bad Canada's idea. Taxes worse. Very moist. Very moist there. <laughs> very moist. Very moist in Seattle. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I I had uh, a very interested um, 
a, 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 a someone a citizen interested in in uh, taxing actually drop off some information for us today here in the studio it happens to be something that we were interested in talking about so we'll go through that and um, also uh, we have reports of uh, uh, stray needles we haven't had conversations about stray needles in quite a while but we'll we'll do that coming up here on lacrosse talk BM in the, in the meantime who, who who's who are we Ed, Ed is on or let's go to Ed then Ed, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, I had a comment on the, on the lottery here. I I was always told that, and I'm not sure if this is right, but like a third of the money or close to that goes toward administrative costs, and a third goes to the winnings, and then a third goes to to uh, whatever the schools or whatever whatever that particular uh, lottery is, you know, is supposed to go to. But what what I was always wondering was if they're trying to get raise money, you would think that. Instead of one one hundred million dollar winner, if he had a hundred million dollar winners, eventually every week after week like that, or month after month, eventually you'd know somebody that had won. And wouldn't that had, wouldn't that be an incentive to play the lottery? I don't know. I guess I'm just <laughs> I just want your opinion on that. I, I don't. I mean, do we need any more incentive to play the lottery? It just feels like I don't know, but. I don't know, I mean, but, if, but if, it, if it's going toward the schools or whatever, and they need money for schools and, or whatever it goes to, uh, you'd think that'd be a way to get people to play. If I, if I knew somebody that had won a million dollars or $500,000 or whatever, I, it would be more an incentive to me to play. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I, I think that it's it really has more to do with uh, your socioeconomics as opposed to uh, knowing somebody that has won a million dollars. I mean, if you're, you're saying that if you lower if you lower the odds, if you're saying if you lower the odds, then invariably more people will will play. That would be logical, but yeah. obviously it's not that way because there, I don't think there's any lottery that works that way. No, I don't know. I, I mean, it I'm really sure is. I'm sure research research has been done on it. Yeah. So obviously it does it, but I just always was wondered about that. You right. know that right. if you knew somebody that had won or knew a couple of people that had won, your friends or whatever your acquaintances. I'd be want, willing to play more, I think, but okay. I don't know. That's just me. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's actually a really good question. I, I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure there's been studies done on that. We could probably find some research that uh, delves into um, how it is determined to get the most uh, people to play. I mean, Big Jackpots actually does it. It's That's people, for some reason, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but $10 million doesn't get people to uh, buy tickets as necessarily, but $1.6 trillion, or $1.6 trillion, $1.6 billion does so, somehow. I don't, the logic escapes me because a lot is a lot. A lot more than a lot is still a lot, which is probably why the logic escapes me because I obviously spewed something that made no sense at all just there. All right, 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 7914. By the way, the percentages that Ed was talking about aren't real. Um, we can look that up, but it's not that at all. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email. Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. Hmm. All right. Uh, hmm. doo, doo. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we have... Um, so, apparently, there's a, a local business. <laughs> when I'm, I've been actually... We've been trying to get... In fact, we can... We'll get Rick to see if we can get in touch with Don. Don Early has had a problem with some uh, needles in his <laughs> dumpster at his business. It's pretty extraordinary. Uh, 
And, you know, we haven't we haven't actually had a conversation about needles for a, a long time. Have we really even talked about needles, drop-off, needle drop-offs at all? We haven't. I don't know if you like... Maybe six at, months. Well, I feel like when, once they moved, once the needle exchange moved, I think it just, it everybody just forgot about it for some reason. Well... Is that is that true? Am I making that up? Because we haven't we we haven't talked about needles for months. Yeah, we talked about. I mean, we we rehashed the story from a year or so ago about the parks where they those were cigarette butts, though, right? Those weren't needles. That would have been crazy <laughs> if those were needles. Oh, um, you talking about Powell Park? Yeah, they put they the, the cigarette the little, oh, They put God. the little flags where every yep. cigarette butt was. <laughs> but if those were awesome. needles, then we'd really have to then call in the National problems. Guard or something. Um. Yeah, yeah. Like the last thing I remember about the needles was maybe like they have such. No, I don't even remember. I can't even like. There's the needle boxes that it flood once and the needles came out or something. I don't even know. Yeah, and you know this is the thing is that those those needle um, needle boxes, uh, the needle drop off sites around uh, the city. I mean, they they people dump needles in them. When the needle exchange moved up to, um, was it Avon? Not Avon. Rose Street, right? Rose Street, yeah. I think it took it out of the consciousness of uh, uh, more, more people. I don't know. There was less visibility. I think there was less visibility. Rose Street. Avon. Rose Street. I think it's on Rose Street. Um, but apparently more visibility <laughs> when it comes to um, at least some of the people around there. But anyway. I yeah I just I thought about that just the other day is that we you know we there's a lot of things that we talk about over and over and over again like uh, what parking right parking seems to be the thing that we address on a regular basis on this program um, and we for a while there it was all about needles people picking up needles the fire department picking up needles the parks department picking up needles streets department picking up needles everybody picking up needles when they cleared out the uh, um, what was it the homeless encampment north of Riverside Park? Uh, you know, there was there was all kinds of needles there. We talked about it then, um, and we haven't really talked a lot about it. Not a talk a ton about it, but um, apparently there are there are still plenty of them out there. So anyway, we're we're gonna see if we can get in touch with Don and see if we can have him uh, have a conversation with us and tell me what he's. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. So. Uh, uh, early early drywall is they're they're kind of struggling apparently with some that uh, needles they're collecting around their business and we'll try to get in touch with uh he's gonna is he gonna get in touch with us you get yeah you he's get like him? driving through Coon Valley right now so oh no yeah service. well there's zero there's zero reception from in Coon Valley yeah so I think that I think the needle exchanges so Don's place is at, as on Copeland at like the 400 block or something and the needle exchange which is at 700 800 block of Rose I think that is is right there so. By the way, advice from someone who uh, I was talking about a, um, I don't, I'm not interested in playing the the lottery when it gets to this size, but my wife bought tickets despite that. I don't think she, I don't think she knows. I, I feel like we talked about this over and over again, but I don't think she really understands how, how adamant, uh, how adamantly opposed I am to it. But a listener said, if you really don't want to win, just drop the tickets in a red kettle. I suppose if red kettles were out, I could do that. But that's a good idea. You buy lottery tickets and then you give them to a give them to a charity. I was just motioning to you, oh, Rick. Okay. I'm not doing anything besides motioning to you. Okay. You give them to a charity and if they win, so here's the question. If you buy a lottery ticket, you give it to someone and they hit big, does then all of those feelings about not wanting to win the lottery just go out the window and you're desperately trying to get back your lottery ticket? Oh yeah, you hate yourself for yeah, the rest of the time. Probably it. See, it's poison. 
Because if you that, won, that amount of wealth is poison. Right? If you won the lottery, yep. then you had all the money, and then you got to yourself give that money to the because there's no proof that you put the people, ticket in the red people, kettle. People would hate me if you gave. If you're giving money away, people hate you. If you have money, people hate you. If you have lots of money, you are all. Think about the people who have a lot of no, money. No, but what if you won the ticket and gave, and then after the fact, you have the money now, and then gave it all to the red kettle. It doesn't. You, I, you it know what? All. It's, it's going to be something where they people will hate you for your for the large amount of money that you have, no matter what. It doesn't matter what you do, how you do it, where you do it, what you're doing. If you have a billion dollars in your wallet, somebody's going to be hating on you. There's going to be all sorts of hate. You're going to get bombs in the mail. George Soros got a bomb in the mail. I guess he had an employee. There was an empl- I guess an employee opens his mail, which makes sense if you're getting bombs in the mail. The idea that people are going to know who you are and that you're the lottery winner, do you, do you even believe that? Because I'm changing name, my name. Totally changing my name. Name one lottery winner anywhere ever. Stop it. <laughs> right? Nobody's going to know who you are. You're, you're poof. You're gone. It's not worth the risk. Totally not worth the risk. Go to Tom. Tom might have a different take on this. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. A couple things. First of all, you'd be better off, actually, to donate the money to the Salvation Army rather than the lottery tickets. Uh, but uh, And it's real difficult to get all the figures and numbers on this because there's a lot of – there was a big government push for the lottery. But the lottery technically is not something that does anything good for society. It uh, causes lots of people to end up with a gambling problem, and uh, when you take out the cost of social services and all the the things that we have to spend money on to help the people that get into trouble, uh, gambling in general and a lottery are not beneficial. The the joke of a school tax, that went away. And uh, so anyhow, there's, you had a caller that thought, well, if we had more winners, more people would buy, we could be just great, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, no argument. I, I think that a state-sanctioned, uh, state-sanctioned gambling is inappropriate, frankly, uh, and always have. Um, I, I just, it's not, it doesn't do, it, it certainly is, there is, as you said, no benefit to society. I would absolutely agree with that. There is a property tax credit. It doesn't go to the schools. It is a property tax credit. Schools don't get your money. <laughs> You just don't pay uh, property taxes, so there's that's where the money goes, um, and it is substantial. If you look at your tax bill every year, it's not nothing. Uh, but there's the Powerball and the Mega Millions, by the way, and the cash payout for the Mega Millions, which is a Mega Mega Millions, one point six trillion billion dollars. Keep saying trillion dollars, that would be really something, wouldn't it? Now that might be worth it. If it was one point six trillion, then it, then it'd be worth uh, two bucks. Um, but the cash payout's $904 million, which is a fair amount. Um, that's not chump change either. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't be drawn to the dark side. Do not purchase a lottery ticket. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Live right now, Don Early, uh, kind enough to join us here for a couple of minutes uh, this afternoon. By now, the uh, Don, and thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, by now, I, a lot of people have seen this uh, picture of this uh, dumpster at your place with all these needles in it. Um, wh- what What's going on, as far as you know? It, uh, it was kind of a strange situation. I pulled up to my office Monday morning, throw a couple of bags of garbage in my dumpster, and here's this big box of used syringes. And I'm like, what do I do with this, you know? Uh, there were a few on the ground. Yeah. So I 
called and some people from the city had came out and they kind of said, well, we'll call the fire department. The fire department came out. They picked up three or four off the ground and said, well, we can't really deal with that. And they were right on the top of the dumpster. So they picked them up off the ground, but they couldn't deal with the rest. So I was on the phone all day yesterday and nobody seemed to find a solution for this situation. Uh, By four o'clock today, the dumpster was wrapped, bagged and hauled off to a secure area. And I'd like to thank all the folks that were involved with the help, but I don't think the problem is still really resolved. They got a dumpster full of syringes somewhere, uh, but at least it's out of the public harm's way, I guess. It's in a secured area. But I was really amazed with the fact that all of these people from the city and the county and everybody was willing to help, but nobody could find a solution or a resolution to get rid of these things or or what to do. Uh, They were all real helpful. Everybody did their best, but at this point, they have no... They have no criteria on what to do with such a situation. So I hope we can make some awareness that it is a real problem. Hmm. Uh, I personally don't think they should hand them out and make it readily available because they end up in my dumpster. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> that made for a very uncomfortable situation. Don, is this the first? Is this the first time you've had? And I know the needle exchange is now uh, close to your place, but is this the first time that you've seen uh, you know, needles of any kind? Or is it, I mean, is this the first time you've seen a, a large number? What? What is? Give me some idea. Of you what, know, everybody you talk to has found one here and one there, and uh, everybody that has came to my facility had said this was by far the largest quantity that they had found in a pile of somebody dumped like this. It was just ridiculous. There was hundreds and hundreds. The little tins you use to cook the heroin yeah. in there, the kits have you, uh, and used syringes, unused syringes, and I don't know... I was trying to get the people involved to get a count on them to right. see, you know, if there was 300, 500, or 5,000, but it was a big box full. Wait, but d- there d- again, like, like I said, nobody wanted to take responsibility for it. Sure. Don, and we're talking to Don Early, who was, uh, uh, on Monday found a, a large quantity, as you just heard him say, a large quantity of, of uh, used uh, syringes in his dumpster. Uh, what... It's just it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. So, are you saying that the the the, the drug kits that are the, with the tin, the the heating tin, I mean, all that stuff, the cooking tin, that's that was all in there as well. Oh yeah, really? Yep. Everything was in there. The little tins had residue in them. There was blood in some of the syringes and residue and stuff. It was a disgusting mess, and I'd really like to have a hotline to have help finding where these came from. <laughs> My goodness. We'll send them back. Well, did you have any, but, any surveillance footage of, at, at any kind? Uh, at this point, we had a surveillance camera, but it was at night. The camera is not that high of quality. Yeah. And we're 
we're working with Xcel Energy to get a light pole over the dumpster and a better surveillance camera. So if this ever happens again, we'll definitely know who it is. Gosh, that's a lot of needles, Don. It's a lot of needles. You should have seen it. It was just unbelievable. And everyone that I had spoke with and had visited the site, like, they've never seen nothing like this. Did, did it seem um, like they were from, I mean, was there any indication that they had potentially come from the needle exchange? No idea. Okay. All right. No idea at all. You know, it, it it could have been somebody living in an apartment or something for a long time and needed to dispose of them. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing was they could have just took it to the exchange and they would have took care of it. Yeah. My dumpster with two days and hours and hours of manpower and time spent trying to find out what to do which may end up being a good thing so everybody's aware and they can come up with a solution or a plan in case this does happen to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, instead of a dumpster, it could be in somebody's trash can or it could be somebody's backyard. It could be, you know, and I hate to say that at least it was in your dumpster, but hey, Don, at least it was in a dumpster. Correct. You know, and, and that's what the census was today, at least it wasn't dumped out behind somebody's garage where some kids are playing and, you know, find this pile of syringes and filter on it, had needles sticking out everywhere, and it was a disgusting mess. Huh. And people who put their head in the sand and kind of ignore it, which I am probably guilty myself. Mm -hmm. But it is a real issue. Who eventually took the, the dumpster away? Do you know? Uh, the dumpster people okay. wrapped it up, sealed it up, and hauled it down to the city, I believe, and put it in secure storage. So it's a... It's a and it, then they, like a biohazard. You've it, got a biohazard dumpster, basically. It left my property, but the whole situation is not resolved. Right. Hmm. It's in a storage in the city building somewhere. And they still don't know what to do with it either. Hmm. Yeah, that's remarkable. It really is. That's the largest. I mean, I've seen the pictures, um, are, well, at least one picture, and it's just, I mean, it's a pile. It's just an incredible oh, yeah. pile of, of needles. Yes, it is. And that's that's what I was curious to know if it was, you know, 500, yeah. 800, 2,000. And I wouldn't be surprised to say 2,000 or 800. You know, you're in a pile of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they go with them or what they do myself. You know, here I'm just kind of an innocent bystander and show up. I'm like, holy cow, now what? And nobody seemed to know either from the city, from the distribution center. Nobody knew what to do. And to this point, I don't think anybody still knows where to go or what to do. Right. I think there's there's definitely a protocol for picking them off the ground, uh, you know, one at a time or something like that. But, I, I yeah, it doesn't seem to be something uh, that I've heard about that's in place for that, that amount, especially when it's already inside of a dumpster. I, I, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything to do with that. Because you get, you'd have to you, you'd have to work through the dumpster to see where where the rest of the needles were. That's I think that's one of the biggest problems, right? Correct. Yeah. You know, there was a big stack they could have just grabbed right off the top with security gloves mm-hmm. and got rid of the majority of them. But I'm sure you know a lot of them still filtered down through. Also, okay. I was really amazed at the chaos and the disarray of 
all the people who should be in charge of something like this not having a clue on where to go or what to do. And you're talking about city and county, right? Everybody. Mm. All right. It was it was kind of a sad situation in that situation. Yeah. But everybody there was working at it hard. They're working on finding solutions and ways to get around it or to take care of it, I should say. Okay. They just didn't have a ready solution, but they were at least willing to make the effort is what you're saying. Correct. Okay. Correct. I got you. All I, right. I would like to assume before they hand these out, they would have a plan on how to get them back mm-hmm. would be a good solution, I would think, you know. But there again, that's not my department. Right. I, you know, and, and I think that there is, they, they have a, a, a plan. I guess it just doesn't always work the way it, it's supposed to, perhaps. Yeah. There, was a, there was a lot of bureaucratic bullshit going on today. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Don, early, early drywall, sir. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And this is the wait. I just to right. clarify, this happened on this happened yesterday, right? Over the weekend. Over the weekend. Okay, and you found them yesterday. Well, I found them yesterday morning, and I finally ended up with waving at the dumpster goodbye today. This afternoon, okay, about gotcha. four. All right, Don. Again, I, I, I sure do appreciate it. I appreciate you calling, Don. Thanks so much. Take care now. Thank you. All right, Bye. Don Early, Early Drywall. Uh, again, you you heard him tell the story um, about the. Um, about the giant uh, giant pile of needles found near his business. Uh, let's reset. We'll come right back. We do have some calls. We'll get to those. 608-785-7914. What do you think of his experience? What do you think uh, this uh, entails, I guess, for the future? What should we do the in situations like this? Are, you know, if you haven't seen the picture, I think, I think that we have something that we can use that we'll put on our Facebook page. Yeah, I think we'll do that. I think we can use that. So we'll put this on Facebook so you can take a look at it yourself. All right, 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. All right, welcome back. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM by Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. If you'd like to give us a call, call in or text today. Either way, you get in. We had Don Early on uh, from Early Drywall just a minute ago, and uh, he was telling us about uh, discovering a mountain of needles in the dumpster by his place. Yes, Rick? Looking at the picture... You know, with the dumpster. It looks like a business. Do all businesses have to have like a sharps box? Is that that's what they're called, right? Sharps box. I don't think. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We no. I don't think we do. Someone might have stole it. Um, this kind of we throw them in the garbage. We just throw them in the trash can. (laughs) This kind of looks like a business has had had a sharps box, and then they're like, uh, maybe maybe it costs more to throw a sharps box away or something. And they're like, you know what? If we just threw them in this dumpster right here, we don't have to pay anything to get rid of these things. Mm, I mean. but there is that all that drug paraphernalia too. Like he was talking about the the tins, the heat, the for heating up the whatever. I mean, you're you, one up. person drops their drug stuff in there, and then everyone's like, "Oh, this is where we come." Oh, to you rummage. take it to the dumpster. Oh, yeah, you rummage through <laughs> to get some old needles, and then you exchange them. Right, Let's right go to the Joe. Dumpster. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Hey, you know, one of the things that uh, I was listening there to Don, and I think one of the things he highlighted was we kind of take for granted that there's some type of structure in place to handle. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, needles, you know, and one of my fears is the longer we go into this, we all know that there's no money in providing people with addiction tools for their addiction. I mean, there's no societal benefit, so obviously there's not going to be any money in that. So 
the further we go down this path, the less money there is going to be to deal with situations like this. And also, another thing popped into my head, since we haven't talked about this in so long, yeah. isn't there something called methadone? Yeah. Is that like a drug that they give people that are addicted to opiates so that they, the cravings are, I don't know, is it the same type of thing or is it like a craving alleviation or what's the deal there? Uh, I, I have to admit that I'm a little, I'm not terribly familiar with methadone as a prescribed drug. However, uh, it, it, it's for treating, I think it's all narcotic addictions. I, I don't, I, um, as far as I know, I think, I think that's what it's for. But it is something that well, is, is, it's an opioid in and of itself. Um, it's, it's used, it is used for pain treatment, but it, it also, I, I don't know how it is helped to use an addic- or help to ease addiction or help to treat addiction, but that's what, certainly what it's used for. Well, would we be smarter and would it be safer to the entire community to pass that out instead of <laughs> this dangerous paraphernalia? Possibly. I, I mean, what, to me, that makes more sense. Even if it costs three times the amount, look at the the safety benefit to the to the community. I mean, I guess I just don't understand. That's like the worst case scenario is hand out these dangerous needles to people who really are sick enough that they could care less what happens to the needle afterwards. Mm-hmm. They just need to be able to survive. Sure. I mean, it just. It makes me just want to knock myself in the head thinking that that's the decision we're making. I would, can't we just give a methadone or well, something else? Yeah, and, and methadone is not... I mean, you, people that, that get methadone, I mean, I, we're a little bit out of my realm of... of, uh, of yeah, me um, too. You know, I, but, but typically people who, who want to get treatment are different than those who don't want to get treatment. And uh, those so who want to get treatment get methadone. You might not want to give up that needle yeah, or that uh, you know, It might not possibility. be what I want. It's kind of how your sickness it, makes it, you. It, it doesn't, methadone also doesn't have as much of an impact on your body, I, I don't believe, as, you know, like heroin does or things like that. So uh, it's not quite as powerful as far as I know. Like the impact is, is not as quick. So um, there is that problem as well. But, I, you know, well, the, I guess, the idea behind the needles. Point, I would much rather have them hand out the pills. Sure. Understood. You know, maybe a, a synthetic opioid, and if they sell them, I guess then a benefit could be the economy. I don't know, but this is kind of just like a dangerous path we're going down. We're going to run out of money to keep the community safe. It it certainly does. I mean, I understand the alarm, and certainly these are alarms that have come up before. I tell you what, and we'll have this picture up at some point, and I appreciate the call, Joe. Thanks so much. But it, it is certainly one of those things that where you can see where the alarm comes if, when you look at what's in this guy's, what's in Don's dumpster, um, which he got rid of this afternoon. It, it really is. It's, it's a lot of needles. It's a, it's a lot of needles. All right, let's move on. We got, uh, oh, it's number three. Okay, let's go there. Number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, Mitch, I can't believe the city, the county, the fire department and the needle exchange had no idea what to do with those needles. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't they have a protocol. I would think they'd have a protocol for that. They take them, right? One more time. What'd you th- what was that? I said they got a needle exchange where they're supposed to go in the first place right. after they're dropped off in the boxes. I think if they're so confused, no, that's they don't not know what quite. to do with them. Yeah, I don't you think... You should call Quick Trip and see how they dispose of theirs. Yeah, I don't think the the quick trip needle like I don't think the the uh, 
um, disposal boxes go to the needle exchange. I, I think those are different. Those are hazardous well, ways they're disposing. Well, there's, there's, there's those sharp boxes in every quick trip, right? Uh, the There's in a lot quick of places. Truck. It's not just quick trip. They're in a lot of places. No, okay, in a lot of places. Yep. Those places got to have them taken someplace. Right. I mean, so all I'd have to do is call trip, trip, Quick Trip and say, yeah, I would, hey, no, that's where do not, your needles no. go when you're yeah, done with them? Yeah, not exactly. Not, those are in, no, yeah, not exactly, because those are in self, self-contained, they're, they're entirely self-contained in, in a box, right? So these right. needles were dumped in a dumpster, and they were loose. Right, and but they so, all got to end up in one central place. Right, it's not in a box. It's they're loose in in a dumpster, but so it's not, they'd have to dig through the dumpster. Get them, Mitch. They got to be sending them to a certain place that disposes of them the correct way. Yes, that's not. I don't think Why that's the problem. The city just call I don't, them and I don't, see what to do with them. That's not. I don't think that was the problem. Finding where to send them. The problem was that they were they were there was hundreds of these things that are in a dumpster, so they'd have to dig through the dumpster to get them out. That's the problem. The problem is not where to take them. It's how to get. I think how to extract them from the dumpster, as far as I know. So, yeah, there, there may not be a protocol for that. I figure that I'll go in there with some gloves and a spoon or a shovel. A, a ch- shovel and, and a spoon, perhaps, yeah. Again, Use some uh, rubber gloves on. Right. Or some uh, metal gloves so you can't poke anything through them. Uh, yeah, maybe they need some metal gloves. Maybe well, that's I think some... they need some help down there because they sure don't know what the hell they're doing. I, that, that ends the epistle. Yeah, I, and I, I appreciate the call. I would, I would, I would say that that's probably not... In entirely the case, they they probably have some idea of what they're doing. Some of them have some idea of what they're doing. Uh, it really is a profound number of needles is really what we're, we're looking at here. It's not one or two or 12 or 15 or 100. It's possibly 500 or more needles that are thrown in this dumpster that somehow then would have to be extricated, which causes the problem. They're not in a box. They're not in a container. They're not in a milk jug. There are hundreds of them strewn about this dumpster. That's the real issue. And that's why probably it was a little bit confounding. I I am a little surprised there would not be a protocol for something like this. And maybe it would just didn't wasn't something that anybody was comfortable dealing with in the moment. Anyway, more to come. Stick around right here on Wisdom. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by TheraWorks Relief. I'm Pam Coulter. President Trump is increasingly critical of Saudi authorities, whose story about the death of U.S. resident and journalist Jamal Khashoggi has evolved over the past two and a half weeks. They had a very bad original concept. It was carried out poorly, and the cover-up was one of the worst in the history of cover-ups. The State Department says 21 Saudis will have their U.S. visas invalidated or be made ineligible for visas because of Khashoggi's killing. Speaking through an interpreter, Turkish President Erdogan called it premeditated murder. Why was there a slurry of uh, incoherent statements? And now there is official acknowledgement that there was a murder. Where is the body? They're still weeks away from reaching the border, but Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the caravan of thousands of migrants will not be allowed to enter the U.S. Those who say this is a hard-hearted stance, let's not forget that the United States is a historically generous nation when it comes to immigration. 
New Jersey Health Department officials say six children have died and 12 others are ill in a severe outbreak of adenovirus in a long-term care facility for medically fragile children. WCBS's Steve Burns. A lot of the kids here uh, had fragile or compromised immune systems, uh, and that may be what turned this normally minor illness, the adenovirus, into a deadly one. Hurricane Wilma's expected to make landfall on Mexico's central Pacific coast. CBS's Adrian Bard has more. Mexican authorities went ahead and evacuated at least 10,000 people, mostly in the smaller fishing villages that dot the coastline south of Mazatlan. That's where Wilma is expected to hit directly. It's going to make a night landfall, which of course makes it even more treacherous. Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman on the Supreme Court, has revealed she has dementia. CBS's Steve Dorsey. The 88-year-old says doctors diagnosed her with the beginning stages of dementia, probably Alzheimer's disease. She says she's no longer able to participate in public life. O'Connor also has hip issues and primarily uses a wheelchair at home in Phoenix. O'Connor was nominated by former President Ronald Reagan and took her seat in 1981. She retired from the Supreme Court in 2005. It's Mega Millions night with a $1.6 billion jackpot at stake. This man feels like a winner. I've been ready since 1967, and I'm 67 years old. It's about time. The Dow lost 126 points today. NASDAQ was off 31. This is CBS News. To experience relief from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, use TheraWorks Relief Fast-Acting Foam. Get TheraWorks Relief today in the pain relief aisle at your local pharmacy or theraworksrelief.com. To experience relief from muscle cramps and soreness, use TheraWorks Relief. This fast-acting foam is proven to prevent and relieve foot and leg cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today in the pain relief aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens Pharmacies or theraworksrelief.com. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 job boards with just one click, and then their smart matching technology finds the right candidates. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash CBS News. It's time, time to join the millions of people that meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Zoom gives you flawless video, crystal clear audio, and instant sharing across any mobile, tablet, or desktop device. But the best thing about Zoom? It just works. So ditch the distractions, join the movement, and meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. That's Zoom.us. Zoom video conferencing. A new study suggests an organic diet may reduce your risk of cancer. French researchers followed 69,000 people for an average of five years. They found the 25% who ate the most organic food were 25% less likely to get cancer than the quarter who ate the least amount of organic food, even after adjusting for age, class, and other health conditions. But the researchers acknowledged that does not prove cause and effect. It's possible the link might be down to other lifestyle choices made by people who go organic. Vicki Barker, CBS News. President Trump is a role model for some people. 49-year-old Bruce Michael Alexander of Tampa is accused of groping a woman while on a flight from Houston to Albuquerque. And he apparently told authorities the president of the United States says it's okay to grab women by their private parts. He made an initial appearance in federal court in Albuquerque on a charge of abusive sexual conduct. 
intact. Pam Coulter, CBS News. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. With a call to National Tax Helpline, you can stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more, call now for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the tax helpline. 800-805-1055. That's 800-805-1055 for free information. 800-805-1055. That's 800 805 1055. Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And if you'd like to join us here on the air, it's easy enough to do. 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. We're also streaming online, and you can check our podcast out later at wisdomnews.com. By the way, when you go to wisdomnews.com, you should uh, think about signing up for the Wisdom Insider, get all the headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line if you would like to join us here on the air. Very simple to do in that kind of way. Talking earlier to uh, Don Early from Early Drywall. He's over on uh, about the 400 block Copeland in La Crosse and uh, Came to work yesterday to find a, not a dumpster full of needles, but oh my gosh, were there a lot of used and non-used syringes in his dumpster, along with some drug paraphernalia to go along with the syringes. Uh, His, you know, it's a shocking thing to probably come to your business and find that. I I don't know if it would be, it probably, it would be worse if they were just strewn across the parking lot, you know, if they're just dumped on the ground. Of course, there were some on the ground. Uh, Those, those things would be worse, right? If you have... If you have hundreds of needles and they're strewn across your parking lot when you get to work, that's a bad thing too. If you if you get to work and you show up and as you're trying to get through the door, there's like a million used syringes. That'd be bad. That's not good. That's a bad thing. Not exactly what uh, how things went down for Don Early. He found hundreds and hundreds, apparently, uh, we're, we probably won't get a count on that, but of these uh, syringes that were used and non-used. Both, according to Don, in his uh, in his dumpster, and there was not a ton of uh, good ideas apparently from um, from our local governments on what to do with uh, said dumpster. And honestly, I'm not sure you would have had to have really put some thought into this whole needle thing to come up with a protocol for that. Hey, so guys, what happens if we've got uh, I don't know, say 500 needles in that somebody just dumps in a dumpster? Anybody? 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 So I guess, according to Don, they wound up wrapping it and hauling it away. They wrapped it up in plastic and hauled it away. So there's that. Uh, weird experience. Weird experience. No doubt about it. If you have thoughts on that, 608-785-7914. As I mentioned to Rick earlier that we just haven't talked about needles much. And I don't know what exactly how things went down. I know the needle exchange. You know, there was this whole thing that the city went through with the needle exchange as the needle uh, activity went through the roof. I mean... We were talking, what, 200,000 needles coming out of the needle exchange? The increase of 
hundreds of percent. And, you know, they took more ownership for collecting them. And so we really haven't seen as much activity in uh, used needles found on the ground. I mean, it's still, they're still out there, just not as much as it was before. But, uh, wow, that hundreds, absolutely hundreds. So, all right, 608-785-794. I was outside of our building today watching some first graders help adorn our building with that beautiful abstract mural that's going on the north side. Looks a hell of a lot better than it did. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so uh, good painting weather today. Still warm enough to get it done, or get closer to getting it done anyway. And uh, another nice day tomorrow with a high of 54 under a sunny sky. And it looks like 50s on through Thursday. Not a real chance of rain until Thursday night. So hopefully Annie can get her mural done by then. It's 51 now. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. More to come. Stick around. Welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk. 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. 608-785-7914-785-7914. I just got an email from someone who said, yay, bye-ons. <laughs> That's it. That's all it was. Uh all right, 608-785-7914. We talked to Don Early a little while ago. Don Early from Early Drywall has run into a bit of a situation this week. Came to work yesterday, found a dumpster full of uh, used syringe needles, used syringes, used syringe needles, used syringes outside of his business on about the 400 block of Copeland. Yes, sir. Well, I was going to say that person texting Yay Bions, that could be a heady play by Randy Bion, right? Like- yeah, no, Randy... <laughs> Randy just, or not Randy. His name's not last name's not Bion, I don't think, but Randy at Bion. Call him Randy. Bion. By the way, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's see. Let's go to Mark who's waiting. Mark, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, so first of all I'd like to say thank you, Don Early. What a excellent businessman, somebody that just steps forward and not afraid to shake it up. Yeah, no He's, question. I've known him. I've known him for years. Okay, and this is just what I expect out of him. Yeah. what a great guy. Yeah, he gave to us. And um, yeah. just I, you know, I'm not a fan of the of the needle exchange, not at all. Um, when it first started, and people were complaining about it, um, I still don't waver from my view on it. I've heard many people calling in, um, trying to defend it and saying, "Well, what if it was your family member?" And, you know, I mean, the fact that they can transfer hepatitis and all this, these are diseases that can be treated. And for them to just give them the kits, that is what just tears me up, is that you're just feeding the problem. I don't don't know what the numbers are, but I just can't believe that you're helping by giving them these kits. I mean, you hear continuously of people being arrested for um, drug charges or dealing, and they get tickets for having drug paraphernalia in their homes. I mean, when they have this um, needle kit, do they get a ticket for that, or do they only get a ticket for the bong and they pass on the needles? <laughs> I, I think we have to have our police chief on, and he has, he's going to have to explain this, because I'm not a fan. Yeah. How it works exactly. I mean, yeah, we've I all got our problems, yeah. but I just I just can't believe it. I've not, I've totally against it. Yeah, and, and I and we yeah, we obviously we've talked to the police uh, many times. Uh, as it certainly as the the needles from the needle exchange, uh, the numbers of them started exploding. I appreciate the call. Once the needles from the exchange started exploding, 
uh, we didn't. The numbers, not the needles themselves. Exploding needles would be really, really bad. Those aren't something we're worried about right now. Just the numbers themselves, figuratively speaking, started to explode. So they started to increase. Let's just, let's refine our speech just a little bit. At any rate, so once the needles started to go up and, you know, we, we are, we are the ones who uh, were the first ones to reveal the, the act, the existence of the drug kits. And that's because we had, uh, at that time, a police captain, Jason Melby, brought one in for us to look at. And, uh, oh yeah, no, it was Rob. Jason told us about him and Rob actually brought one in, if I remember correctly. I think that's how it went down. Yeah, we tested them out in here on Facebook Live. We we did not we not t- actually test them. We we weren't testing the needle kits. We we looked at them. I mean, you guys. We did. went through the needle kit. An exam. We went. We looked at them. It's nice they come with matches. We evaluated them. Yes. I mean, you guys looked at them. We did. We looked at. We looked at them. <laughs> we didn't use any of it because that'd be weird. Well, they didn't come with anything to use. No, you'd have to, the drugs come separately, as we found out. You had to buy the drugs separately. You have to, you can't get the drugs with the kit, so. I mean, it's only a we, matter of time before the drugs come with We weren't it. on Facebook Live at that point. Yeah, we were. I don't think we were. I think you just recorded the whole thing. Mm, maybe. That's not, we, this is not going to be something that we have archived. I mean, it, it, it is archived, but I'm not going to look for it. Okay. I mean, I, I guess I could maybe find I don't know it. why you wouldn't go look I for it. I have pictures of Abraham Super funny. going through it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's a difficult situation, obviously. You've got people who are addicted to drugs, and they've got needles, and there are needles everywhere. But at the time, it was uh, one of those things that was Well, really the thing shocking. that was shocking was it, not that it just came with matches, and the, did it, it came with the little band that you tie off your arm. Yeah, and the, and the tin that but you the, the tin the, was the, the biggest heroin. thing. Like, yeah, it you, came you with you the little the, spoon and tin, like... And then it had, and then it had a how-to book too. There was a how-to book about That's where right. to inject. Was it the most remarkable and thing? where to get help? Yeah, right. It's all in there. There are numbers. You want to inject, yeah. and then if you need help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these things should come with also some uh, Narcan too, right? In the thing. I mean, right? now we're talking money. That's going to cost money. Yeah, that's going. Mary's next. Let's go to Mary. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I, I have a suggestion. I think that this person could probably refer you to whoever would take care of such a dangerous mess. Uh, Marilyn Michaels, she's the head of infection control at Gunderson Lutheran. Okay, great. Thank you, Mary. Good advice. Uh, 608-785-7914. I thought there'd be more there. Um, my guess is that uh, we haven't talked to um, the police about this, but my guess is that there was some calls and some conversation that went on with various stakeholders in the community. Did we do this thing with Rob March 2018? It was longer to go than that, no, right? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't this year. It was like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. So, so the, two years ago in March. Right. So like 16, 2016, I think. So right. I'm just looking at pictures. I just, the I mean, date, the, it, when I downloaded the picture, the date is off. So. 2015 even? It's, it, I mean, it was at least two years ago. At least two years ago. Yeah. It, I, it, really, when you think about it, that conversation is the thing that sparked the movement for there to be new and new agreement with needle exchange and how they operated. Because I think, I think it was one thing for there to be, and again, the needles don't all come from the needle exchange. Let's not, let's not pretend that they're, the needle exchange is not, did not then does not now provide all of the hypodermics for drug use, illicit or otherwise in this region or County. Not doesn't have, they don't, they're not, they, all of the needles don't come from there. 
A lot of them come from there, but not all of them come from there. But following our conversation on the air in relation to the needle exchange, the needles, the number of needles, and specifically because of the drug kits that were that came along with them, I think that's really what sparked that greater, broader conversation of, hey, okay, we do need to maybe be take more ownership of what is happening in the community. And that's, and that's part of the, uh, the conversation that went on with, uh, with city police. Um, you know, the mayor was involved in that, a bunch of different stakeholders. And, uh, you know, and eventually they, uh, you know, moved from where they were in downtown, which I think changed the visibility of, of the, uh, of the exchange. Uh, and potentially also l- meant that Don Early uh, showed up for work yesterday morning and found a giant box of uh, used needles in his in his dumpster. I just can't imagine. You know, you go out to the dumpster and you got some trash and you go out to the dumpster and you open the lid and, and it's just like, it's kind of like one of those, it's not, it's kind of like crawl, the crawling with maggots dumpster, but, but more, but more, <laughs> but more than that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this listener says, uh, call the needle exchange to pick them up. They're likely the ones who distributed them. Um, Greg asks, is heroin still illegal in in lacrosse? (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, that's funny. The needles, uh, Dave says they fit perfect in a 12-ounce pop can. Uh, listener, uh, Greg asks, aren't radio guys all on drugs? Is that? That's not, I don't think that's just rumor. I don't think there's any real truth to that. Ibuprofen. Yeah, just ibuprofen. That's, uh, about three a day, actually, just... Or six, depending on three the day. A day. I'm going four at a pop. Well, three. See, if you take three right before you go to bed, then the aches of the day don't prevent you from sleeping. <laughs> and then when you wake up, then you're incredibly sore. But at least you've slept well. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. And this evening, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is something you can use to reach us here on the air. 608-785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. An email from a listener says, I too forgot, in quotation marks, to buy lottery tickets on my way home. However, my partner bought five of them. I'm totally with you. Like Anna, he must have forgotten we had this discussion. I raised my limit. I can do a million. If I get that, I'll keep it. If I get the really big prize, my life changes forever. Luckily, that won't happen. That's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. You cannot, you cannot hope to win $1.6 billion because only, only darkness follows that. Well, they went in to do it together. So if the ticket wins, you just take your million and the other person takes, you know, what, $1.5 million or $1.5 billion or however that works? That's, you didn't do the math quite right no, there. No, I didn't. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> it's, there's five, a nine, couple billion. more zeros you got to throw on there before we uh, get to the right number. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you have the right idea. Well, this is the problem with, with as, as everything gets more expensive and as people make more money. And, you know, like Jeff Bezos is however many trillionaire. And we always do the $1.2 trillion or $1.8 billion. And at some point, we have to say the rest of the numbers because the trillion doesn't signify how much actually. It's one trillion eight hundred billion two hundred fifty million you know like that's like we're, we're simplifying the numbers way too much like 1.6 billion is you know like that's that's simplifying it too much i think okay does it make sense does that make sense hmm. i mean at some point we have to be like oh this is way too much money like what is our deficit now like some trillion some trillion or it's gonna hit trillion at the end of the year or something 
So the in oh boy, geez. it's just <laughs> sometimes I don't. Mm. Okay, I'll All just right. I'll just go look at no, these no, okay. cars. You again. should look at cars. <laughs> yeah. Rick, on the search for a car. If you have a car that uh, you think would fit a larger person who has a place for a dog, needs to be all-wheel drive, right? Yeah, and probably like under a hundred thousand miles. Under a hundred thousand miles. All right. All-wheel drive, under 100,000 miles, gets relatively good gas mileage, right? Yeah, at least 50 miles a gallon. <laughs> at most. Okay. Uh, that uh, Rick, Rick is in the market, and I think he he's... The seating, That if I'm not mistaken, it's that the seat has to be... It's important the seat is comfortable, is that? Well, I'm 6'2", so, I mean... But you're a large 6'2". I mean, I'm not an obese... No, 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 you're just a large... 6'2". So they're, I, I divide people into tight ends and wide receivers. <laughs> and you are definitely <laughs> well, a tight end. there's way more than that. <laughs> you are definitely a tight end. There's running backs, there's linemen. Right, right. Just in terms of body structure. And you've got... We'll just call you big boned. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. I would like, yeah, I don't think, we're, we're not going to, I don't think there's any, there's not real fat here. It's just you, you're just large. Well, I think when people, when you, when you say large, you know what large means. Large I'm, human being. I have a giant ass. That's not exactly <laughs> what we were talking about. So when the first time, so have you, did you ever meet Brett Favre? Or did you ever get close to Brett Favre? Um, Brett Favre. No. Quarterback, Packers. Kevin Love, LeBron James. All right, right so LeBron James is not, he's big, but he's a, he's a tall big. Brett Favre was freaking enormous. Yeah, he's like thick, right? Yeah. His, his, just his joints, the bones in his body were immense. Like his hands were these giant paws that looked ridiculous. That's kind of, that's sort of how you are. So you need a bigger, something that's bigger inside. You'll be miserable. In, like, in so I need a 1970s car. Yeah, I mean, that's better. <laughs> My dad should have never sold. I, the, absolutely, the that uh, Starsky and Hutch car. Starsky what was that? With, uh, the you know the El Torino, or the oh yeah, the Torino, Grand Torino, Grand Torino, El Torino, whatever, <laughs> El Camino, Grand Torino. C. One of those things. C. Uh, C all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This the the uh, lotteries, by the way, are known for the. Uh, there's a long list of people who have won lotteries. And their lives have become miserable because of it. Because of it. There was the guy, Bud Post, not a household name, won $16.2 million in the Pennsylvania lottery in 1988. He was a million dollars in debt within a year. His former girlfriend sued him for a third of his winnings. His brother was arrested for hiring a hitman to kill him. Come on. He lived on $450 a month in food stamps until he died in 2006. This is why you don't want to win the lottery. Uh, there's a couple that won the lottery but lost the ticket, which is not great. The idea that the lottery is legal in sports gambling isn't is kind of ludicrous. Yeah, too, it's right? kind of dumb. Yeah. When is that going to be a campaign issue? Sports gambling? Yeah. I don't know. Should be. Uh, let's see. Evelyn Adams won the lottery twice in 1985 and 1986. She won $5.4 million and then gambled it away in Atlantic City. <laughs> gambled $5.4 million away. On the five centers? Five cents lots. Hmm. I mean, she's that's she's got a problem. She's got a gambling problem. What was that guy that, uh, the guy in Florida who won like $3 million and they found him the next year under a sidewalk? That's also a gambling problem, huh? No, that's all. That's just. I think it was just a really a, a, a girlfriend problem. What if you just did? What if you you won all this money and then you just Brewster millioned it? 
and just had pretended you didn't it just didn't exist like you didn't care about it and you just boo you live your life the way it is but you just throw it sure. at everything every long long shot in the, out there what is that a 1970s movie reference brewster's millions i 80s. think that's what it's called i think it was 80s yeah that's richard Pryor, right yeah. yeah so anyway my my point is is that oh 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 andrew jackson whitaker remember that guy won a um on a third that 315 million dollar powerball Remember that guy? Nobody remembers any of these people. Lost his fortune within four years. Four years. Don't play the lottery. If it's you got to limit it, you can only play up to a certain amount, and then at that point, that's your retirement fund, and then you just relax. Well, don't burn your bridge too when you leave work, right? Like you don't go kick your boss in the you know what and give everyone the finger and be like, I won the lottery. Screw you. I'm out of here and. And then, because you know, in four years you're going to be back. Uh, I need a job again because I. Well, clearly, up. yeah, clearly. I mean, that's going to be exactly what happens. Maybe do a maybe maybe give your old place of employment like a nice painting or something. Give them sure. like a gesture so so that because you know, in four years you're going to be back crawling back. Uh, somebody has a 2012 Prius for you. I don't know if that's something that you want to listen instant. I feel like listener. I don't fit in a Prius. It's, I would agree with that, frankly. I've been in a Prius. They're not. Um, they're, they're, there's room. It's just not the right kind of room. <laughs> if you're if you're a bigger person, you know what we're talking about. I mean, flying is like for sure the worst yeah. because it's it is it can be bad. Yeah, no flying. I mean, you just had to do that, didn't you? Just had, how long was your flight? We had a, we had a couple long flights. Not yeah. not super long, but a couple long flights. Like five hours, right? Like yeah, I was sitting. I was. It was funny because I, I lo- it, like the obviously the exit row seat is the best seat. Because then you actually have places to put your legs. And the worst seat when you see like a four foot nine child sitting in them and you're just yeah. like, come on. Right. So I actually had that experience. There was a, <laughs> there the exit row seat was uh, had had these just and you got to pay more. You, if you reserve the exit row seat, you got to actually pay more for that on certain airlines. There should be a lottery system for anyone over six I, foot. One. Exactly. You there should be a lottery system. No question about it. But if I don't have the exit row seat, I'd like to be on the aisle. So at least I have one leg that can stick out there against all the rules, obviously, but stick my one leg out there. So right. I'm okay. And I'm sitting at this, I take this one flight and it was fortunately one of the shorter flights. And I, and I'm, you know, it, the, the guy made it very clear that he was sitting on the aisle because it was, it was his seat, right. you know, but we're, so we got, it's three seats, my wife and I, and this guy, yep. he's like, yeah, no, it's the aisle. It's my aisle. Yeah. It's my seat. And he might be five feet tall. Yeah. So his feet are da- nothing wrong with that, by the way. But his feet are dangling. He's got this aisle seat. I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, I really wish I had that. Like, aisle could his seat. feet even hit the floor? <laughs> like, you know, the little kids sitting yeah, in the chairs. Yeah, you know, he was so peaceful too. He was just sleeping away, just so relaxed. It was just well. That's when oh, you get man. up every four minutes to like Excuse do me. something. <laughs> got to get up. It would be so much easier if I was in the aisle here and you were at the window. <laughs> Uh, we have a few calls from uh, people that want us to uh, get uh, across Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham back on, have talk about these needles, this needle situation. We got kind of off track, but we heard from Don earlier, earlier <clears throat> from early drywall. Don uh, came to his business yesterday and found a dumpster full of needles. I don't know if that picture ever got up anywhere. but we'll I didn't have, put it up. I all right, we'll have it on our website later. Um, you can check out wisdomnews.com. Um, that, that will have a something up on the website in relation to that with that uh, picture. If you, it's just, it's an over, it's just a, a tremendous, it, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that, that this is a 
Possibly a one person. Don suggested that somebody like cleaning out their attic or something in their apartment <laughs> or or something, and just uh, well, there's a dumpster over there. Let's put it in there. Uh, you know, I, I guess the possible there's a remote possibility that it's maybe a business or there's I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, really. It's somebody. It's somebody. So yeah, the next time we talk with Assistant Chief Rob Abraham, we have not discussed with him needles in a long time either. I mean, he's mostly been on this bent about. Uh, dudes getting off easy in the court system. And, you know, we've had a couple of really glaring examples of that recently, obviously, that or seemed that way anyway. Um, and we'll, next time we're in the studio, and I don't know when that we, we, we missed this uh, last week because of uh, something else he had going on. So I'm not sure when he's going to be back, but we'll talk with him about that and see what they have going on and see what it's, uh, you know, we'll get some feedback from him on the the numbers of needles that they're finding out there uh, on the street overall, and you know, we'll definitely get a better feel for what what's going on because it's one thing to have an an anecdotal situation like that Don has gone through up on Copeland Avenue at his place where he's got a dumpster full of needles, but are there really is that indicative of the the numbers of needles that we're finding altogether? Uh, does that mean that they're all from the needle exchange? These are all things that we we don't know, and chances are we're not going to know about that particular that particular batch of used syringes. We're we're not going to know where they came from right away if we find that out at all, because frankly, this is going to require some investigation. I think, and of this dumpster that has all these needles in it, and is it really a is that a wild goose chase? Is that something that somebody's going to get elbow deep in? on this particular needle in a dumpster <laughs> search to find out where exactly these needles come from? My guess is no. My guess is that's not going to happen. Because even if it was, even if those needles originated from the needle exchange, there's nothing that comes from that. There's no, there's no sort of uh, punishment that comes from, from you know, there's, there's no retribution there. There's nothing that happens. It's just needles that came from the needle exchange. We're used to that by now. And once again, just to be clear, not the needles that we have been have found over the last few years, the needles that have popped up in parks and on playgrounds and at beaches and on the street and in sidewalks and in backyards and everything else aren't necessarily from the needle exchange. They're part of a larger epidemic dealing that uh, of of drug addiction and and many of the needles just happen to come from the needle exchange. We'll talk to Dave. Dave, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Daryl. Hey, yeah, I just uh, heard a little snippet of this, and I want to let you know a couple weeks ago, I found a needle very neatly sitting on top of the trash can right outside the South Branch Library. Oh, really? Uh, at, at, least, at least somebody dumped them in a dumpster somewhere. But, yeah. I mean, little kids are walking around there all over the place, right across from a school. I, and, and honestly, there's definitely uh, worse places than in a dumpster. So, yeah, I, yeah, the, on top of a trash can ain't a great place. No question about it. No. Yeah, no. Especially I'd... right at the right at the entrance of the South Branch Library. So, wow. anybody who's listening, you did that. Shame on you. Yeah. No question. I, I yeah, no, I Dave, appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. And that's the kind of thing that we typically see. Not typically finding them in dumpsters. So. All right. Uh, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon, this evening. I really appreciate Don Early calling up and sharing us his story about the giant dumpster of needles he found out outside of his place. In lacrosse, um, and, and hopefully there's some solution for things like that in the future. Sorry we couldn't get to Jennifer Schilling for an interview tonight. We'll try to schedule something in the future. Thanks and my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.